Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And also in the quantum realm, we can heal our ancestral lineage and the influences and patterns from that lineage. My guest today is Dr. Lottie Valentine, returning to Quantum Conversations to answer your questions. You have heard the incredible story of Dr. Lottie as she had a near-death experience And she shared that on an earlier conversation. And from that experience, she has opened up to many gifts. And she became a doctor in this post-near-death experience life. And that itself is an amazing story. And she has this ability to assist in each of our journeys on earth and really look at the patterns that we inherit from our ancestors because the trauma is held within our DNA. Let's welcome Dr. Lottie Valentine back to Quantum Conversations. Hello, Dr. Lottie. Hello, Lorraine. Thank you for having me back on your show. We are taking questions from our audience today, and this is an interesting topic. Um, Again, we were talking about this being in our DNA and that it's also in this invisible grid. You saw that grid when you had a near-death experience and you see how everything on earth is connected to that grid. Why is this ancestral healing so important? Right. So we go through life and there are many times that we carry uh, fears or problems. We have anxiety about things, and we might not even know why we're having anxiety about things. And many times, you know, we, we can't figure out why we have anxiety. And when you, when you look at your ancestors, um, there might be somebody in your ancestral tree that actually passed on this trauma to you 
via DNA. So there is two ways um, that we can look at this. We can look at it from a physical perspective and saying the trauma was passed on via the DNA. And they actually have done studies on this. And there is a famous study that's called the Holocaust Exposure Induced Intergenerational Effects on FKBP5 methylation gene. And it was, it's on PubMed and it's also in biological psychiatry in the, in that journal. But basically what they proved is that a trauma that maybe your grandfather experienced and you're now, let's say, the granddaughter of this grandfather. And when he experienced that trauma, he changed the expression of his DNA via the epigenetics. Mm. And the epigenetics is like, when you think of your computer, your computer is completely worthless unless you have software that runs your computer. And it's the same with your DNA. The epigenetics is like your software, but for your genes. And so it changes the expression of that genes depending on what happens with that software, right? And your experiences. And so the trauma that, for example, the grandfather experienced, he actually changed the expression of his DNA and they have shown now via research that it can be passed down at least three generations. So when you look at somebody, so let's say the granddaughter has, so let's say, because this study was done on the survivors of the Holocaust. So let's say that this granddaughter has a fear every time she sees somebody wearing a uniform, she gets anxiety. And she feels very panicked and she feels impending doom. And, oh, my gosh, this is it. My life is going to end. And she says, wow, I don't understand why I have this tremendous fear of, of people wearing a uniform because she's never been in the military. She's never had any trauma related to anybody in uniform. She's never been arrested. Her parents, you know, have never been in the military or maybe not even working with the police or anything like that. So where is this trauma and fear coming from? And, and in situations like that, we may actually have inherited that trauma via DNA. So it's very interesting. Um, so that's one way that we can inherit it. But then also the invisible grid. And so when I had uh, one of my two near-death experiences, it was as if I stood on the moon and I could see this grid around the earth and the spirit guide that was with me said that everything on earth is connected and everything is connected up to this grid. And this is 26 years ago. And it's really taken me 26 years or a quarter of a century, 25 years to be able to understand that, you know, how everything is interrelated. And we are connected through time and space energetically, not just via the physical DNA, but we are energetic beings and we have a biofield around our bodies. We interact with even vegetation and flowers through our magnetic field because everything has a biofield around it. You know, the flowers, the trees, the animals, and we communicate via this electromagnetic field with everything that is around us. But not only do we communicate with the people that we are near, you know how it's when you walk into a room and everybody's mad, you know that 
something's going down because you can feel it. It's electricity in the air. So, and when you're communicating with someone, if that person is in love with you and you're in love with them, you can feel that energy, right? Or if somebody's mad at you, you can also feel it. And so we're communicating energetically with people without, you know, using any of our words to express that. So everything is connected via this grid as well. And whether you are aware of a traumatic event that may have happened to your mom or dad or grandparents, that energetic field, we are entangled energetically with our ancestors as well. So it doesn't matter if you weren't, you know, you, you have no idea about this traumatic event that um, maybe your grandfather experienced because Many times these events are not talked about in the family. It's shameful or, you know, many times we are not told what happened because the rest of the family or your mom and dad may have told you, oh, we don't talk about that when, when you were little. And so you never really found out the true cause of, of what really happened, but you are energetically also entangled with your past ancestors. So there is two two ways that you can get entangled and inherit different kinds of of things that went on that are now causing you to have you know a fear about something and it could be anything you could be you could have a, a fear of animals a fear of getting on the highway because maybe your mother had a car accident as a teenager and she developed you know it was on the highway and now she has a fear of that. And now she passed that down to you. See what I'm saying? So we, mm -hmm. we pick up on these things, whether, whether we know about it or not. And sometimes when I work with people and I work with ancestral healing, um, sometimes I've had clients that don't even remember things. And they will tell me, I have no memories until I'm about 10 or 12 years old. But mm -hmm. we can still find out what the trauma is. And I trained in ancestral trauma with um, a very, very famous man. His name is Mark Woolin. You can go to his website and, and learn more about him, Family Constellations. He also wrote a book called It Didn't Start With You. And I got into ancestral hearing. So I trained with him for, uh, I think it was three months. So it was three hours a week with him, plus another two hours that I had to work with another physician or a counselor to practice all the tools that he would train us with. But what I'm really excited about, because I have such a deep understanding of this now, is the class that's coming up with um, Acoustic Health on Saturday, April 17th, where in two hours, I will try and give you all the little tidbits of how do you look at these patterns within your own family history and how can you resolve these things? Because it's just creating that awareness. And once you have awareness of what are the possibilities, what could have caused something, what could have caused my fear of this or that, then you open that door to, you know, to be able to heal it. And then it's just a matter of, you know, using different kinds of tools to create that healing. I will be talking about the different ways that that you might have interacted with the ancestors and the different tools to heal it. But the interesting part of that is that people who might not even have any memories until they're 10 or 12 years old, 
we're still able to figure out what it is that's causing the problem and where that problem originated. It is, it's absolutely fascinating. And I work slightly different than most counselors because the way I got into ancestral healing was actually working as a medium. So now I work as a physician some days during the week, and then I work in my spiritual business other days of the week because of my background. It is just how my life has come about. It's I, I work as a, a regular physician and then I work as a healer. But I would do mediumship readings for people and I started seeing the patterns. I would see the grandmother, then I would see the mother, both mother and let's say grandmother is in heaven. And I would see patterns being passed down through the generations. And that's how I get into ancestral healing. So sometimes when I have worked with people that may not have any memories, but maybe the mother is on the other side or maybe the grandmother is on the other side and I will get messages from the spirit world about what happened as well. So it's, it's fascinating how um, the two have come together in, you know, for me in my life, um, you know, being here on the planet as a healer to try and help create that healing for people and, and find out, you know, how can we heal, you know, this part? Because once you create the healing, it's, you know, it's like 20 pounds of bricks fall off your shoulders because now all of a sudden you have the ability to release that which you have held in your body. And whenever you hold things in your body, then that affects you energetically, which then affects you physically. So I would give you a chance to ask me a question if you had any before I continue. <laughs> I just think that you are a beautiful bridge in the medicine world you are an active mover and a shaker, and what a leader for other physicians to use all of these tools together. So thank you for this. Uh, you were saying that you can see the patterns pass through generations. Mm -hmm. Can you give an example of, for well, I guess there's everything from not feeling good enough to... Uh, that fear, like even of dogs, right, or whatever right. you can actually it could be see anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could mm -hmm. be anything. It could be an abusive pattern, alcoholic pattern, um, you know, um, marrying and remarrying. And many times things show up at certain ages. So I've seen a couple of times, um, let's say the father – the father died at age 45 and this man was 10 years old. And then when he, you know, then, mm -hmm. you know, raises his own family, his son is 10 years old. And then, you know, something happens to him and he leaves the family. Maybe he gets a divorce and the pattern repeats itself. So his own father left the family through death, but he leaves the family through a divorce, but it happens at the exact same ages. So it's interesting how you see the the patterns and they can mm -hmm. they can show up in so many different ways. It could be related to age. It could be related to something that happened, a pattern that's repeated. Um, it could be almost anything. Everybody is so unique and everybody has their own unique past because everybody is, you know, a, an incredible spiritual divine being. And the way that we are interconnected to our ancestors and to each other through our life experiences 
it is way more sci-fi than any Star Wars movie you've ever seen. Life on Earth is is so divine and so interconnected. And the more you learn about the divine nature of our existence, the more sci-fi everything gets, right? You couldn't even dream up the 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 movie for how sci-fi our lives really are. <laughs> and right, yeah. and how interconnected we are to to everybody else and to our ancestors. There is another um very interesting study that came out. Um when you so when I when I talk to people, I say, well, you know, the trauma that you're holding on to might not even be yours. And I said I always say, do you know what your mother experienced when you were in her tummy, right? How many of us know what was going on mentally, emotionally, physically with our mothers while we were in their womb? So Mm -hmm. they have also, right? And so here we are, we come out into the world with this trauma that we actually experienced in in the womb. So they did, um, there's a famous study in um, the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism, and it was called um, Transgenerational Effects of Post-Traumatic Stress Disorders in Babies of Mothers Exposed to the World Trade Center Attacks During Pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And what they found in this study was that the mothers that were around the World Trade Center attack that were in close proximity, the worst ones were the ones that were six to nine months pregnant and then experienced PTSD as a result. Those, both the mothers and the babies um, had lower cortisol. So these babies were born with lower cortisol levels. So it is, you know, it's fascinating because these babies were still just growing in the womb, but the mother you know, change the expression of her own genes. And then, so therefore it transferred over to the baby. The baby is, you know, still growing. So these babies are born with, with that. They came into the world with that. So when you think of that and think of how you react to stress, so maybe you react to stress very differently than your, let's say your siblings, you have a lot more anxiety, a lot, you know, you don't handle stress as well. Well, maybe your mother actually experienced a stressful event when you were in the womb. So you came into the world that way. So, see what I'm saying? So like you're yes. taking this on now, but once you, again, once you understand where it's coming from, you can heal it and release mm-hmm. it because our bodies consistently change, right? And um, I don't know if you're familiar with Bruce Lipton. Oh, you know, yeah. He did the famous... Right. Everybody knows who Bruce Lipton is. He did that famous research uh, years ago when he put the same kind of cells in different cell cultures. And the the cells actually grew different. They grew like muscle cells or bone cells. They grew different kinds of cells depending on the environment that the cells were in. So that, I mean, right there, we already know we have proof. We have scientific proof that... Mm -hmm you know, the environment changes expression of self. So very important. But once we understand where the trauma is coming from, we can therefore change how we interact with that trauma by creating that awareness and then releasing that trauma in, you know, many different ways. 
Beautiful. You are going to take some questions from our audience. So mm -hmm. right now I want to take a quick moment and tell those listening, star two on the web call. If you want to join by web call, you can share your voice with us. We're going to unmute you and you can ask Dr. Lottie a question. Um, before we get there, I know we're going to talk about other things that you shared. And it really is very interesting that we can change the expression of our DNA, but we have to trace it and we have to identify and do that inner work. And I know that when people begin to do it, you do sessions, personal one-on-one -on -one sessions with people even. Again, we're going to be having a class, but when people begin to, when you work with people and they begin to see how this all works, would you say that they become better equipped at seeing it in other triggers in their life? Absolutely, because it creates that awareness. You know, once you have awareness, all of a sudden it opens up the door. So if you've never, you know, if you looked up at the sky, but you've never seen the moon, and one day you see the moon. Wow. Now, now you have an awareness that there are other planets out there or you see the stars. Right. It's, mm -hmm. But if you've never seen it, then how can you have awareness about it, right? So you have to create the awareness first in order to heal it. And so, yes, the awareness is so vital. That awareness, I'd say it's 70 to 90% of the work, of the effort, right, mm -hmm. is, is becoming aware of it. And the rest is um, being aware of when the trigger goes off again, right? And so... right. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And it's really thought, mm -hmm. yeah, from our thoughts, right? And mm -hmm. behavior. So what what goes on in changing? Can you hear me? Because I can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear me anymore? Mm. Oh. Okay, you can hear me now. Okay, now I can hear you. Mm -hmm. So I was saying that, you know, if these belief systems are really from our thoughts and our behavior, how do we heal from those once we become aware of this pattern and the trauma? Right, so there's many different ways of releasing traumas um depending on what the trauma is we will talk a little bit about the different ways that you can do it in the upcoming class but uh to mention a famous few uh, things you know everybody's heard of emdr you know rapid the eye movement um but there's also other ways of of releasing trauma um you can do it with meditation um yoga nidra by by writing, by expressing, by saying things out loud, right? So there's all these different ways of releasing any kind of, of trauma that you're holding, but it's also important to figure out where you're holding it in your body so that you can release it from, from that spot in your body because you have this way of storing of storing your emotions, right? If anybody has ever listened to Eckhart Tolle, uh, he talks about the gremlin, and I love I love his expression for the gremlin, the emotions you know that you have, the little gremlin inside you, and how you feed it, 
you feed this little gremlin with your thoughts and it's it's a it, you know they they t- sort of talk to each other the emotion that you hold you know sp- talks to your mind and your thought process and they sort of feed each other so i want to hear you know if you have um let's say you know poor self esteem and you keep telling yourself these negative thoughts you keep feeding that emotion because that emotion is familiar you're used to holding on to that and so you you feed it again with your negative thoughts not any different than and then feeding a baby that's hungry that little gremlin of those emotions of that feeling let's say you're holding it in your solar plexus um oh it, it needs some more input I, I i you know i need that emotion i need to feel that uh, uncomfortableness in my solar plexus there we go I'm going to give it some more negative feedback now and you keep feeding that pattern and so by figuring out what it is that's causing you to to have certain behavioral patterns or thought processes you know where where does that come from where does that originate why is this happening to you and how can you then work on releasing it? But once you create that awareness, once you have awareness of what it is that you're doing, then you can do, as Taylor Swift always, like she says, she says, uh, oh, we don't do that anymore. And I love that expression that she has. We don't do that anymore. Because that's a great way of interrupting that thought process. Because once you've created the awareness, now you can say, now you can stop that loop, that energetic loop because it all comes back to energy. Every thought is energy and you're feeding the emotion, which is energy. So it's a matter of, of redirecting that pattern. Yes, redirect the pattern. We don't do that anymore. Does she say no more? We don't do that anymore. <laughs> right. right, okay, yeah. right. The looping, right, okay, excellent. So you mentioned earlier as well, aligning with ancestors you get messages from them but what do you mean when we can go even if we may not be aware of an ancestor how how do we align with ancestors right so we we align with them um it's sort of we can it's our subconscious that connects with our ancestors um so if it was you know if if it was if you're aligning with a parent let's say you're um there is a way that subconsciously even if we don't like our parents or we don't like our mom because she would always nag at me for this or that or whatever the reason is um you're still taking that on because we ha- the subconscious mind will still connect and align with that behavior and that pattern that you may even have rejected in your own mother, let's say. But now you re- your subconscious mind sort of repeats that pattern and then you get into a relationship and you do the exact same thing to your spouse or your children that your mother did because subconsciously you're, you're repeating that behavior and that pattern. And that's just how, you know, we are connected. But um, you might not even be, you might not even have thought of your problem as, oh, what, wait a second, maybe, maybe this is not my problem. Maybe this is something that came from someone else. You know, it's different if, if you experience something 
you know, that that's your own trauma. You know, you went to school and you got beat up and you got bullied. You know, that's that may just be your trauma because we all have our unique life paths too, right? And so how do we sort that out? How do we know if it's the, coming from the ancestors or if it's ours? Because even if you think it's yours, maybe you're repeating a pattern of, you know, let's say your dad was always bullied at school and got beat up and you're actually repeating that pattern, even though you, you're not aware of it. Or maybe it's your own pattern and this is just your experience in your life and you have to figure out this pattern. Maybe you're having this trauma to pass on to your ancestors, you know what I'm saying? Because you have to sort, you have to sort out where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, because in it could be it it comes from a number of ways, and it could right. even be beyond the ancestors, like out in the co- collective. Some could be mm-hmm. empathic. Um, in my community, we've had a tragedy, and I actually could feel that, and I had to go, "Whoa, wow, I'm feeling the collective." But mm-hmm. when we feel it in the DNA, ancestral, that's one thing. And then so really knowing the difference between, you know, like if you are scared of dogs, but you've never had anything with dogs, that would show maybe even a past life, right? So it's right. even outside mm-hmm. of a, li- a lifetime or outside you, of the ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you just read my mind. I was just going <laughs> to say that, it, you know, maybe you actually – took it in from your past life um you know i also i run i have my own podcast called dr lottie science with soul and um i just interviewed somebody um whose podcast is actually going up on saturday and then i did another interview with him and he has memories of 25 past lives so very interesting um guy and so you know the fact that you can remember i have memories from two two different lifetimes but how, you know, what do we bring into this world? I mean, there are obviously many people out there that have memories from past lives. And did we bring in trauma from those past lives into this life to resolve? So, mm-hmm. but we see again, we are so interconnected. We're, we're connected to our ancestors and we are connected to our own past lives because mm-hmm. when you think of it, you know, there is all these, you know, invisible, invisible strengths. Imagine if we could see the energy and how everything is connected with our, with our physical eyes, it would probably be very overwhelming for one thing, but you know, we, we are connected to all of that, even our past lives. And I know, I know other people who, um, you know, I know I have a colleague in Denmark who actually, I think her podcast aired last weekend, um, that spoke of, uh, she is a um, psychiatrist and she's also a medium. And we actually met at Arthur Finley College in England. And um, she has always been able to see people's souls and, you know, past lives and things like that. And that's kind of her work in psychiatry. And she, she mentioned somebody who had a problem in this life that actually stemmed from the previous life. So absolutely, I think that that is possible. And it, it's, a, it's obviously a lot to sort out, to figure out where it comes from. But again, it comes from that awareness, awareness that, okay, did I create this problem in my life? 
am I afraid of dogs because a dog bit me as a child? Nope, I don't have any traumas with dogs. Everybody in my family loves dogs, but I am petrified of dogs. Now you, but it's something like that. You have to ask yourself, well, then where does it come from? You know, who in my family, you know, got bit by a dog? You know, did anybody in my family get bit by a dog or had bad experiences with a dog that created this tremendous fear? Or did I have an experience in the past lifetime that I'm carrying with me into this lifetime? Mm-hmm. Yes, and as you said, everything is connected. You saw the grid in your near-death experience. Mm-hmm. And this is really the superconscious mind that you're talking about. And the remembrance of it, what I've learned um, assisting with hypnosis, offering hypnosis sessions for people to connect with the higher self and to remember experiences that the higher self shows. And those are even parallel lives. I've even had a parallel life or even another life in another planet. It really mm-hmm. is very interesting. And what we learn from that is uh, once once someone hears the voice of their higher self, they are instantly um, connected to that, never again going to not hear that voice. And the process gets faster. The awareness, as we were talking about earlier, gets faster as well. You could have a flash of an image and you could be in your heart space and ask again to go into that image a little bit more and it could reveal that past lifetime. See, so it's almost as if, you know, in the work that you do assisting people with their ancestral lineage and remembering these experiences, they are opening up and getting better at it. So I just think it's really cool this is what we mean when we're talking about this great remembering that everyone has. Once we remember the vastness of who we are, by looking at our energy, even by the way we breathe, by looking at what triggers us, we can see what's still in the physical body that needs work and release and cleaning and clearing. So I think it's beautiful work. And I just love that you shared your two friends who are in the field, the medical field of psychology, and they're working to bridge with spirituality as well. It's really beautiful. I love hearing that. Yeah, it's fascinating. And I think um, those of us that are in this field and are doctors, psychiatrists, or, you know, healers, it is so important because I feel that you know, we have come to a point on our earthly existence here as humans where there is a, there is a change. You know, a lot of people can feel it. There is this rise in, in consciousness that's happening. And we're becoming more aware of the possibilities of, of, of alien life and other planets. And, um, you know, it's so important to bring in all these things because... Our physical body, you know, obviously needs healing at times, but there is this whole other component, right? Like I said, Bruce Lipton has been working on this for for years and years and years, as has many other people, to bring that awareness of the energetics of healing. And for those that are familiar with Anita Morjani, who had cancer, she was hospitalized, and... Uh, they had she had so many tumors there were I think they were the size of lemons 
And then she had a near-death experience. She was in a coma. She went to the other side. And she came back and she healed miraculously and was mm-hmm. you know, released from the hospital two weeks later. And, and they had called in the family, time to come say goodbye. You know, her organs are failing. And she, you know, is a, is a big spiritual speaker now. And that is important because, number one, it shows that we can heal. And you can have miraculous healings. So it's important. We need to start integrating this energetic part of healing uh, into the physical. Because medicine, Mm. as it is today, Western medicine specifically, is very, um, you know, we we think of the body more like a machine, like a car. And something is wrong. We're going to replace it or we're going to give you a pharmaceutical drug to, you know, help fix the problem. But... So people, like I tell people, when if you have cancer, you have something that is a big problem. You have to work with it physically with the tools that we have in this dimension because you are existing in this three, you know, in this dimension. And you have to use the tools to heal that because it is manifested now in your physical body. But at the same time, you can do other things. You can do a nutritional approach. You can do spiritual healing and all those things are going to help. But you can't, we can't just rely on us. You know, I have patients that say, well, I'm spiritual. I know I can heal this. But you also have to remember that something has manifested physically and it's affecting your physical life here on earth. So Sometimes you have to, your best solution to fix your problem is to, is to do the, the traditional Western medicine approach while you're also healing it spiritually. And if you can do both together, that, you know, I always tell people that is your best option because now you're using all the tools that are available to you, not just one or the other, but both. See what I'm saying? So you have to combine mm-hmm. it to really create healing and it's, um, you know, it's dangerous to um, think that we can heal, you know, so many times you read articles and, you know, just drink celery juice and go to yoga and you can heal, you know, this, this problem. But the truth is some people actually need surgery to heal because it is, it's way more physically manifested. Nothing. You can drink celery juice for the rest of your life. Uh, none of that is going to work until you have surgery and then you can drink the celery juice and go to yoga while you're healing. <laughs> so, thing. so it's not that you have to exclude it, but you kind of have to use all your options and, um, you know, put all your tools in one bag. Don't, don't mm-hmm. uh, dismiss, don't dismiss uh, one or the other. That's what I'm trying to teach people. Use, use all the tools that you have. Yes. Okay. Well, we are going to take some questions now. If you are joining us, you can ask a question by joining our AcousticHealth.com webpage where our show is today. And you can join by web call or the phone. And that allows you to, quote, raise your hand and we can unmute you and you can ask Dr. Lottie questions. She is here to talk about ancestral healing or any other questions that you may have. All right, let's go to, we're going to go up to British Columbia, uh, phone number, area code 250. Hello, you are unmuted. What is your name, please? 
Hi, my name is Sherry. Um, this is fascinating. This is just holy. Um, this is how far down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Mm. Um, incredible, really. And it's starting to it's um, make sense of a scenario that I'm going through right now. There's a member of my family that um, I feel is being very manipulative, and 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 I have addressed this, but it is causing like this this huge amount of physical stress in my body that, that I just, like, I can't seem to shake it. And, and I think now I'm starting to understand it's probably a lot deeper than just um, what I'm even aware of. Uh, Absolutely. It can be Um, many times when you have experiences and um, you feel that there are other people that um, are you know, doing things to you, um, there are many questions that come up. So are you inviting that behavior back into your life because there was somebody that did that to you as a child? So sometimes when we're trying to resolve things, because it's sort of like we're given opportunities through life to heal things. And so we keep inviting uh, things back into our life that we're trying to heal. So that's one question that comes up if there's some kind of connection for you there, or if it's, um, you know, it's, it's something you're experiencing. So that experience that you're having, did somebody, did one of your ancestors have that kind of feeling, that experience, those emotions that you're going through right now? Um, are you, you know, aligning with, with an ancestor, um, kind of having that same experience because when we align with people we kind of say oh don't worry mom you you're not going to have to be sad uh, all the time because dad is treating you poorly i'm going to take on some of those those problems for you and then you repeat <laughs> that behavior in your life and somebody's going to make you sad uh, right so so you have to kind of look at it that way and and see where that where is the connection to that that feeling of of being manipulated by somebody else yeah it's definitely you just hit the nail on the head it's definitely my mom and my dad and and so I'm playing that out and carrying that out that's that's really interesting <laughs> right so, right yeah. Once you have yeah. the awareness of where it's coming from, now you can do yeah. the Taylor Swift that so we don't do that no more. <laughs> Take it off. Right? And it's just yeah. Saying, where yeah, where where are those troubling feelings, emotions or thoughts? Where did they originate and where do you, why are you experiencing them? And it's the, you know, it's, it's it's you have to be a little bit of a Sherlock Holmes and and go into that detection, you know, figuring out where it's coming from and if i heal this within myself my kids have a better opportunity um not to have this passed down yeah because once you heal it remember you are connected energetically to your own offspring and their offspring if they already had children once you're like the you are the one who's healing it so you're healing it as the shamans say you know seven generations backwards and forwards because you once you create the awareness once you send out those healing signals i now understand where this is coming from and now i can heal it and 
you know, I can forgive you and I'm not going to do this anymore and whatever it is, you know, <laughs> you're going to go about right. healing what it is that has to be healed. But you heal your offspring because you are energetically connected to them. If your parents are in the spirit world, you are actually healing them on the other side in the spirit world. Oh, so beautiful. they feel the healing. And I've, I've had this happen uh, to myself because I've studied at Arthur Finley College for a number of times in England, which is the college of psychic sciences in the world. People come from all over the world um, to study mediumship there because it's the best mediums in the world. And not, you know, we have to prove who we have with us by giving evidence uh, from that person's life. But I've been told when I have had readings with my teachers there that you know, they say, oh, they, you have sent healing to your mom and dad for this reason. So I have gotten it verified even that the healing, wow. you know, actually they feel it on the other side because they, you know, the spirit world, you know, it, life is eternal. So we exist on the other side. You know, when we, when we die from the physical world, we just go to the spirit world and we continue our life there. But there, it's almost like, I always say, you know, it's like you pull back the shower curtain and they're standing in your bathtub <laughs> because they're really right next to us, you know. So if you're healing here and you're healing your own body and you're healing that whatever event, you're sending healing to them. You're sending healing to your children. You heal that wow. whole lineage. Yeah. It is quite powerful because we are energetically connected to everything and you know our our science is moving in that direction but you know the western world we lag behind you know in the in the western medicine of of being able to practice that way because we can't quite prove it right once they can prove it they can uh, they can change it but when we practice medicine under a medical license, we have to do certain things. We have to stick with the science, right? So this is why I work as a, I work in the clinic a couple of days and then I work in my spiritual business uh, because it's the only way that I can truly help people is if I can work with them spiritually and physically. So, Well, that's, that's incredible. Thank you. You gave me a great gift that um, I can, I can step out of the, I'll heal this within myself, but the gift in all of this is, is the gift that keeps on giving, so to speak. And that is, um, that's incredibly beautiful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really is because once people understand and awaken to what's causing their discomfort in this life, they can heal it and, you know, it's, our lives change. We change as people because our frequencies that we generate and give to other people change because now you heal yourself. So you, I always say you can't, you can't heal the world until you heal yourself. It all starts with healing yeah. ourselves first. And once we do that, we send out a different signal. We vibrate at a different frequency because now we don't carry those emotions and those traumas. And now, yeah, you know, we resonate yeah. with other people and so we <laughs> heal them. Yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful thing to, to awaken to that. Thank you. I, I, I think I get it. I think I, yeah, I just listening. I'm just like, oh, I think I just got a missing piece that, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, you're so welcome. <laughs> thank you, Lonnie. Thank you. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Sherry. 
Yes, what a gift for the world, you know. Um, when we look at the events in the world that seem to be pretty hairy and pretty intense, that, again, is uh, what we can heal within ourselves. And it may seem interesting, but as you explained, Lottie, it is entanglement. It is all entangled. And I just love the fact that we can heal the DNA of our ancestors who even passed on on the other side of the veil. That is so comforting uh, and comforting to think that just holding a thought with our loved one can bring us right to the energetics of that loved one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. Absolutely. Yeah. It is, I mean, it's fascinating how divine we are. We are such divine creatures and we have so much power that we're not even using on our in our daily basis because we're not taught how to use it and as children you know especially in the western world we're we're taught you know that whatever we see or you know a lot of children see angels or they see spirits and then the you know the parents will say oh no no there's no angel there there's no spirits there right but and then we shut that we shut that down we say okay that's not real because my mom told me it's not real. And so we, of course, we get squashed early on as children. And then, you know, some people then awaken later in life, you know, through various experiences. But we have, um, we are so divine, but uh, you were talking about, uh, you know, the tr- collectiveness before. And, uh, you know, the world is experiencing collective trauma right now with, with this pandemic. And it is, you know, put us in a very different situation where there is so much collective trauma um, that needs to be healed. But again, it starts by all of us healing ourselves and then we can heal the collective. The more people that can heal themselves, the more we can affect the collective, right? But it's mm-hmm. also the feeling of people have being you know, lost in the world that we live in because we live in a very fast paced world now. For those of us, I'm, I'm 62, so um, I grew up during the 60s, and it was so different, right? We had television was something we watched for an hour on Friday three evening. Channels. That was it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, three two, channels. <laughs> two channels came came about when I was a child. There was only one channel, and we played outside all day. We were given watches when we were seven and told to be home by six, right? And such a different life. We played outdoors. There, there was you know, such a different world. And we didn't sit in front of the television. We were out and running around and we played in the earth and the dirt and the mud and biking and throwing balls. And, and now today it's very different. And the world is very fast paced and we go from task to task. We check our phone, we check our computer. We're doing, you know, five different tasks at the same time. And, and with that, we're also pumping a lot of cortisol. So we're constantly pumping cortisol, which is the, the fight or flight hormone. And our bodies don't know the difference if we are actually in the jungle running from the tiger that is going to eat us, or if we're sitting in front of our computer at our desk with, you know, three stacks mm-hmm. of paper and, and, and the kids are talking to us because we're working from our house because we're in a pandemic and the phone's ringing and there's just so many interruptions and people are so stressed and then at their subconscious mind are, you know, is worried about, am I going to be able to keep my job? Am I going to get laid off? My mother just got sick. Does she have COVID? And there's all these 
thoughts going on constantly and a lot of stress in our in our world. But um, we have also, you know, forgotten where we came from and how connected we are to Earth and everything that is on Earth and to each other. And so, how do we get people to come out of this? a very uh, stressful existence that we tend to feel like we're hamsters running in the hamster wheel um, and take a step back and start to, you know, healing ourselves. And then once we heal ourselves, we heal our parents, we heal our children and we heal everybody else. So mm-hmm. it is a beautiful thing. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that you're doing, bringing uh, all of us on, on your show and, and sharing all the wisdom from all the different teachers. But it is truly how we are going to heal. Yes. And I want to say that from my perspective, it, we are getting there um, because we've got this pandemic. And right now I'm seeing children in my neighborhood. We, we are back to four days, right? The education system. It's like everything has been looked at, is being looked at. And being restructured in a more balanced way, whether this is people working from home. I know that um, husbands and wives that that used to be apart during the day may find that a bit stressful. But again, this new balance that comes into place where people are carving out time for themselves, space for themselves, and actually doing new things as families. So I think it's beautiful because it there's been those old patterns of you know parents running from from this event to the soccer practice to this to that rehearsal that was a bit busy i went through that with my son and it's just got a different feel now it's as if i'm watching some of the younger parents really taking time to get their kids together and when the kids get together, guess what? They're playing outside. I saw that over last summer, and it made my heart sing a little bit because we're seeing a new respect for nature, a new respect for the earth, and that will trickle out there in so many ways, so many ways that we will see it rise up into those who take leadership roles in our community right? Because I really think that's the voice Mm -hmm. of the people. So that's a good sign. Now, Mm -hmm. I want to talk really quick. We're going to go back to some callers and get some more questions. But I want to point our listeners to our first conversation, our first quantum conversation. Actually, that's on the special offer page. There is a player button that will allow everyone to listen to that conversation, which goes over your whole story. I mean, that was uh, an incredible ordeal. And as we've been talking about ancestral healing, you do personal sessions with people, and you're offering this two-hour course. Talk very quickly about the upcoming Mastery Empowerment course on ancestral healing. The date is on the webpage. But what are we going to learn in this course? It's going to go pretty bit, pretty much in depth. Uh, right. So um, during the co- during that course, it's a two-hour course. So remember, I studied this for three months, so a good fifty hours. But what I'm trying to do is in this two-hour course to give you 
you know, some ways of being able to identify how do you identify whether you have aligned with an ancestor, what are those cords of connections, what happened if you rejected uh, someone and, you know, sometimes people say, I don't even have a relationship with my father. Well, guess what? I bet that you are tied into something with your father then because you're, number Mm. one, you rejected him. So, and then lastly, we will do, you know, what are the different ways of releasing and healing those thoughts and behaviors? So we'll, we'll go through that in the two hours, the different ways of aligning so you can, so you learn how to think about the problem and, and, and find it and be your own Sherlock Holmes. And then we'll talk about you know about how what are the different ways that you can release it so it's trying to create that awareness for people so that you know they can you know resolve things because many times there are there are things like there will be somebody who is i'm afraid of dogs well who in your family was afraid of dogs what happened to somebody in your family with a dog and it's a matter of creating that awareness and then figuring out oh oh it's that now we can then release it so those are the things that we will go over all those um, ways of figuring out where it came from, why you have that behavior, and I'll have people work and write things down as as we go along during those two hours. And hopefully people will be able to, you know, uh, pinpoint those things. Sometimes things can be complicated, um, and it takes, you know, somebody else to sort of see it. Uh, sometimes it's hard to see things, you know, because you're too close to the trees. You're standing in the forest yourself. But, um, you know, you're working with somebody else. Like if you're working with me, I'm standing on the field and I see the whole forest. But you just see the, the five trees that you're standing next to because you're in the forest. So sometimes it can be like that. But what I'm trying to do is create that awareness of, of um, you know, resolving the, the, the easier things and just opening those doors for people. Yes. Okay. So that is a mastery empowerment course. That's actually on New Earth One Network, and I'll be there with you. I'm excited for that because I can already sense um, some things in my lineage. You've got me thinking here, especially on the rejection. That's really that's really quite interesting how you could say, no, no, no. Um, I want to just share very quickly my stepdad. He mm-hmm. was a, his great, the greatest adversary in my lifetime and when he passed over he came to me in my dreams it was very pleasant he mm-hmm. was so gentle so loving kind of the opposite from our relationship in the physical and at first i was kind of like no 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 you're not allowed in my dreams no 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 you're gone now years later i have since realized that he is a guide and actually, now the dreams with him, my mother are, is there and my birth dad is there, and we're all really happy. So there is healing. You were talking about healing the ancestrals mm-hmm. by doing our own healing. But isn't that fascinating that we can heal even in the dream space? We can heal. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they often come to you. Uh, you know, the spirit world often comes to you in, in dreams. And it doesn't matter if you had you know, a, a bad relationship with somebody, that person can actually end up like being your spirit guide later on, right? Mm-hmm. And that can be uncomfortable too, because you haven't <laughs> healed yet, right. right? So you have to heal that relationship, that earth relationship. And many yeah. times when um, there has been some form of abuse and you and I do a reading for people, um, the spirit 
the person, that person, you know, comes very apologetic um, and wants to, you know, say, you know, I'm really sorry for what happened. And because now they're on the other side and it's, you know, it goes back to how we incarnate, right? So we incarnate for this life and, you know, our how much was predetermined and how much are we just, you know, by random experiencing. But again, life is just, it's like a big, you know, it's like a sci-fi movie. Um, and it's just fascinating because we are so entangled and these, the spirits come back, um, you know, being apologetic and, and forgiving. So I'm happy that you resolved it uh, with your stepdad. Um, it's just beautiful when it happens and, and that healing can take place, you know, whether that person is alive or in the spirit world, it doesn't matter because you can still create healing for that. Mm. And then once you heal it, you, re- you release that, you know, those feelings mm-hmm. and emotions and, and thought processes that go on in your mind that because it's like you create, you're in that hamster wheel, uh, you know, replaying, replaying those events or replaying that negative talk or replaying your fears and it's your subconscious mm-hmm. minds. And you know, I think we're in our subconscious mind, like 95% of the time or something, our subconscious <laughs> <laughs> kind of rules up and we think we are so aware and we're so here in the present moment but that subconscious mind of ours is constantly chatting in the background Mm. I want to mention that Dr. Lade here also does readings on the special offer page you will see options for readings even medical intuitive medical intuitive and mediumship to assist those um, with your various skills. Again, we thank you for that. So um, let's let's go to another phone call. Let's go to mm-hmm. Angela. Angela, hello. You are unmuted. Oh, hi. Good evening. Hi. 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 I have a question because I'm familiar with this topic and DNA and heal ancestrally, but usually the conversation only talks about grandparents in that lineage, but I wonder about like cousins. I have a massive family. My mother's like one of eight and she and all their, all her siblings have children. So I feel like we're all connected through our DNA, but for whatever reason, this topic never covers that connection in the DNA mm-hmm. and whether or not we can like heal our cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely you can be connected to the cousin so your mother was one of eight do you know what birth order what child she was of course <laughs> sorry <laughs> yes um she was the third and she's actually one of ten two of her siblings died at very young like right uh-huh. after they were twins right mm-hmm. and then um how many children did your mother have how many siblings do you have i have one sister Older or younger? Older. Okay. Um, so, and the cousins, are they on your father's side or your mother's side? I have cousins on both sides. My mother, I have 16, wait, 18. So cousins. the cousins you're thinking of that you possibly could have connection with for some issue are those cousins on your mother's side or your father's side? Mothers in this current topic. Mothers in side. Okay. Um, 
Yes, absolutely. We can connect with, because uh, we go up, you know, you go up the line, you go up the line on your mother's side, you go up the line on your father's side. There's also um, different orders to that when you're looking at it. When I work with people, I also, also look at the birth order of uh, the parents, both parents, you know, stepfather, stepmom, all of that. Um, because the, the birth order of your own parents or your own birth order can also play a role. Um, you know, this is uh, like on a deeper level. Um, but yes, you you are entangled um, with other people. So you don't, it doesn't have to be, like I said, a DNA inheritance. It can also be an energetic entanglement. So for example, let's say uh, your parents were happily married, but your father had an affair with this other woman um, you were just, you know, like maybe two years old and you were there. You never knew about this until now as an adult, you found that out. That person is now that woman that your father had an affair with, let's say, is now entangled in your family dynamic because that was a relationship that was very close and that person came in to that life. So you could even have taken on things from that woman. There is no, not even a DNA connection, but this happens all the time because it is that energetic entanglement. So it's not just the DNA, but also the energetic entanglement of people that have come into your family ancestral life path. It could even be um, workers, people who, let's say your grandfather had a big business and he had a lot of workers and, you know, he ended up having to fire these people and they lost their jobs and it was just a terrible mess. Um, those workers you could even be entangled with. So it is anybody that has come into contact with your ancestral family, um, as they call it, family constellation, you know, your, your family um, network, anybody that crosses that path. So yes, definitely you can have be connected somehow to um, your cousins on either side. Well, you just opened the Pandora's box because <laughs> both, like the people that I'm connected to are connected to many people, mm -hmm. like thousands of people I'm interconnected with, with one degree, right. based on your, your just now explaining. Yeah, because we are connected through time and space and then there are certain uh, ways we connect so they're the the first born the, the typical path not it doesn't have to be this way but the typical path is let's say there's two children first a boy was born and then a girl was born now the boy typically take takes on a lot of uh, past ancestral things from the father and the father's background his parents and you know grandparents etc and then the girl typically goes up the mother's path takes on mother's problems and mother's parents and those grandparents so that's just um you know what i have learned by studying from with mark Lynn. and those are the patterns you see and i've seen these patterns myself they repeat themselves consistently um and it is it's fascinating and then you have the third child that goes either way uh but it it's not exclusive to one or the other. It's just often you see these patterns play out that way for whatever reason. Um, and then when you have a lot of children, you know, the, the more children, the more likely the third, fourth, fifth child 
you know, is more likely to go up the grandparents line now and aligning with the grandparents or, or the cousins, you know what I'm saying? They're going further out into that network to create healing because everything gets repeated until we can heal it. So it just keeps coming back. It's just energy. So it's just energy. You know, it's like a boomerang effect. Whatever you throw the boomerang out, you throw good thoughts out, good things come back. You throw bad thoughts out, bad things come back. And it's like energy sort of works like that. It's just, but it works like that with our ancestors too. And the things keep repeating themselves until somebody comes along and recognizes the repetition of the pattern and then says, oh, I see what this problem is. I'm going to fix this and heal it for all the past generations and all the future generations. One down, you know, 14 more to go. So, but that's really what it's like. And then once you heal that, something else will come up and say, and now, but you become your own Sherlock Holmes and you start thinking about all the different ways that you can heal all these, all these different thought patterns and behavioral patterns that we have and we don't really know why. Okay. I had another question, but it vanished. Yep. Um, something about the going up the ancestor line or birth order. Yeah, the it's a massive uh, family that's just mm-hmm. that I'm connected to. The it sounds like I am at the least quantum entangled with. But I had yeah. a, a, mm-hmm. a oh yeah okay I got it okay you were talking about with the last caller asking her to tap into the emotions of what she is dealing with. And mm-hmm. is that like, so right now, like I have a lower back sort of thing that's there, that's been uh, consistent and it's mm-hmm. feeling ancestral and connecting with the feelings of it is something that I've never tried. Is that the best mm-hmm. way to then like start to investigate something that you're trying to heal? Right. So if you have, you know, sometimes people have feelings in their body, where does it feel like a knot, you know, in your stomach, your back, your chest, um, you know, your solar plexus, wherever it is that, you know, we hold emotions subconsciously in our body. You know, we have that fear, just like when you're a little, you know, a young child in school and the teacher calls your name unexpectedly and that child kind of jumps a little bit, right? They're startled. And, but where that child feels that is going to be different. Some children are going to feel in their throat. They can't speak. And the next child's going to feel it in their, in their heart. The next child in the solar plexus, the next child in their gut, right? And so we have, we create these ways of storing all these different kinds of emotions and feelings sub, subconsciously. We start when we're very young because it's just the way we learn to cope with you know the different behaviors and experiences that we have and then we we keep doing this our whole life we just it's automatic now so whatever we're processing it just goes to that little storage box somewhere in the body and then you know so you can tap into that and say you know where do i where do i feel this anxiety i have about dogs where do i feel that anxiety in my body and then work on on releasing that fear you know, different, different ways through meditation or putting, you know, filling your heart space with warm white light, pink fluffy light or whatever, you know, method um, you'll be using to release that. And we'll talk about that in the class through different ways of 
of, of releasing different things that we hold will have a holding pattern too. I see. So in that case, it's like I'm dealing with this mental pattern. Where do I feel that in my body versus mm -hmm. I'm having a feeling in my body. Maybe it's like, what is that emotion that is associated with this feeling I have in my body? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's because the emotion, the emotion, that little gremlin that Eckhart Tolle talks about, that emotion gets fed by our thoughts subconsciously. We feed that. We feed those feelings with our thoughts and it's we do it many times subconsciously we don't even think about it because we're just so used to doing those things you know having that chattery brain chatter to us in the background and we keep you know putting those emotions in certain spots so like if you have a backache well the back problem could be related to you know that you slept funny last night or you lifted something heavy or you have you know degeneration of your discs or maybe you're storing your things there all your emotions and if you just release it you'll heal your back right so there's all these different reasons of why we have why we have certain feelings or why we get physical problems and sometimes it could be emotional and sometimes it could be something more physical so that's you know but we have to figure it out in your class, that's where someone could articulate the difference between what they're dealing with. Right. So we'll go into more more detail during the class, uh, talking in more detail with uh, the different things. And you're going to have people, you know, think of a problem, write down the problem to see if we can figure it out. Now do this, do that. So kind of teach you guys to be your own Sherlock Holmes and how you can trace things. And then once you find it, then what do you do with it? And then, you know, releasing that. And then once, but, you know, when you think of how uh, entangled you are with all these ancestors, um, you know, think of all the different things that you can heal. It's, you know, one thing after another. Once you heal that, now something else is going to come up. Then you heal that, you know. So it's, uh, it's almost, I mean, I see this when I work with people that um, people that, you know, everybody that's listening today there's a reason why you were drawn to this call. There's a reason why you're here. And take a look at that because you were drawn to listen to this today because you're either going to heal your own, you know, ancestral path or you have, you're kind of called in to do this. This is part of your life path is to figure out and start healing all these different things within your own family because you're the only one that is open to it. So we, you know, I see that a lot when I work with people there, you know, they'll say, I'm the only one in my family that, you know, would ever think of doing something like this. But then, you know, that's also kind of an honor because you have, you know, you're the one that can actually bring some healing, not only to yourself, but also to your ancestors and people in the spirit world and, and, um, you know, people that are coming, you know, after you into this life. So it's, it is. Um, you know, quite a remarkable, a remarkable that you are all here on this call today because there's something that called you to do this and to heal that. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you for healing that, Angela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. All right. Well, we have time for one more caller. Let's go to Mary in Pompano Beach. Hello, Mary. 
Hello. Can you hear me good? Yes. Yeah. How are you today? I can hear you. Oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> um, I seem to be carrying a, a program um, from the ancestors, and it could even be from the collective or the whole divine feminine, where um, it's all about constantly losing homes, being um, moving. Uh, you know, maybe it's immigration but, or just being driven out. And um, it's just a constant, it's a repeating pattern. And I wonder um, the, the kind of like the terror I feel at the situation is because also my birth was induced. And, you know, kicking and screaming, you know, it was just, um, you know, just being afraid to leave the womb, which is also your home, you know, and um, just this repeating pattern of being, um, just having to move. And, yeah, it's, um, I think it's from the mother line. But, um, and how can you, you know, say like, enough, I can't do this anymore. I deserve better than this. How do you put an end to it? How can you heal? You can't spend your whole life healing these people. Right. Um, You know, it's the first thing is, is always to create that awareness of why something is happening um, to you in this life and that that is a repetitive pattern to it. So, and you also brought up a, a really good point, which was um, you were in, you know, an induced birth. You came into this world kind of kicking and screaming and having to leave that safe womb before you were ready to come into this world. It actually many times can start uh, in the womb, like we talked in the beginning, the, you know, the cortisol and the women that were pregnant around the World Trade Center and how that actually affected the the children um, in the womb. But also the birth itself of, you know, being born with forceps or coming in, you know, induced birth and things like that, because it automatically uh, sort of. It was very traumatic for both mm -hmm. of us, my mother and myself, you know. Yeah, so you, you you sort of start your life with that trauma, of, uh, and it could be that it actually goes back to the birth itself of, you know, being, like, cause you're, the words that you're used to, like, driven out, driven out of your home, and so you were driven out of the womb before you wanted to come into this world, mm-hmm. and yeah. so, um, yeah, not not knowing, you know, what's, if anybody else in your family had this experience or anything like that, but even even that, like the way you described it, um, it sounds like that. Um, there's this, the, there's a break right there, even just all the way back to your actual birth of of being driven out, and you know, so then you have to go back to that, um, you know, go back to that moment and and see if you can heal it. Um, and there's, you know, different ways, again, to heal that, um, you know, not knowing and not knowing, you know, all the details about what's what's going on. But um, see if you can create some healing around that. That's where I would start with something like that, um, because the way well, you use tried. those words is so strong. Yeah, I've tried. Um, it just doesn't go away. It's almost like it's a um, almost like a curse. Or something. I don't like to use that word, but it's such yeah. a strong energy that it 
it's almost like a destructive force that, you know, we will destroy you one way or another somehow. Because I'm the only one in my family that go, has gone through this stuff. And um, Is there anybody in it, your family lineage that went through this? Uh, not that I know. Well, my um, mother's parents immigrated from uh, Slovakia, you know, mm-hmm. before she was born. Um, you know, it could just could be, you know, there was so much uproar and, you know, you know, we're not Jewish, but, you know, people get driven out during wars and everything. Mm-hmm. And it, um, But I don't know why I have yeah. to carry this longer, you know. And all, it could be related... Again. To that too, if they were driven out of the country, because that those so again, it's important the words you use to describe something, um, and you use driven out. So, so either an ancestor was driven out of their home or country, or you were driven out of the womb too quickly, or or it could even be both, right? But yeah. if it you know if it is, if it if it was based from uh, your grandparents that were driven out, they were actually, they were forced to leave? I don't think so, but there was nothing there for them. So, you know, their parents mm-hmm. sent, them, sent them to the new world, you know, mm-hmm. to start over. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, you know, there's so much homelessness in the world anyway and so much history of people being exiled and, you know, diasporas. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if some of this is collective or it's, you know, I have read that... Um, in a sense that it is a, a, a war on the feminine because women need those homes. You know, that's their place of power. That's, you know, and it's to, you know, rip the roots of people away from the ancestors and the ancestral spirits and the land. It's just, you lose everything. You lose your place. You lose your identity. And it, it's like some big pattern that's repeating. It's just huge. It goes beyond me and my own ancestors. It's just a huge massive, you know, could go all the way back to planets being blown up or Atlantis or, you know, these big invasion things. And it's, but for me and my own microcosm here, I can't take it anymore. You know, I just found out today I'm going to have to go in again. hmm. Yeah. Um, I would look at and see if you can find a pattern within your family of other of other people that had this experience and see if it's something you know that you have taken on or it could be you know everything is not ancestral uh, it could be that this is an experience you are having in this life and you know it didn't come from an ancestor right because everything is not tied to ancestors either so mm-hmm. um you know, is it something that you are, you know, experiencing in this life because you might be the, the creator of this trauma, see what I'm saying, versus you're inherited it and repeating it. So it's, you know, important to make this distinguish, um, yeah. distinguish the two and see why why something is happening over and over and see if you can find that that thread either in in your life or in one of your ancestors' lives. Because once you have the awareness, you can change it. I don't have time for that. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, sometimes life 
we are so busy being in in the experience itself that um, there, we don't have time to even uh, think about how to heal it at the moment. And, and we may, you know, we are so actively in experiencing something and we are busy 24 seven that we don't have the time to heal something right now. And, and that's fine because there'll be, you know, several opportunities later when your, our life slows down and then we take a step back and now we can see it. Because many times when we are in those very, um, heavily active experiences it's it's like we can't see the trees for the forest because we are we're so busy just existing and having the experience itself that it's difficult to to um be the Sherlock Holmes and and figuring out what that pattern is um yeah you know it's almost like um there's something that says it wants every pound of flesh, every drop of blood, every tiny bit of suffering, every, you know what I mean, every bit of payback it can get. It's That's why I just feel like there's an oppress, oppressive energy that says you will pay, you will pay, you will pay. Or, you know, even if it's not mine, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. this a heavy, dark thing, you know, with a whip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ask yourself, like, the words you're using, like, write it down on a piece of paper the way you just expressed it now. Write those words down and then ask yourself, where did where did these words come from? Is this a, you know, is there a pattern? Did somebody in your family speak like that, use those words? No, this so is what I'm saying. In, and the way you express it, or is it, yeah, exactly, or is it all you? It's just coming from you, right? Because then it might not be ancestral. It might just be your experience that you're having in this life. You know, my, and then you have to ask yourself, how can I change this? Well, my mother went through some heavy stuff, too, and lawsuits and after my father died and all. There was just, like, just, like, heavy stuff just came out. Just that might be, you know... I think the the wives take on the the husband's karma too, don't they? The the your mother took on. Well, if there was some heavy money karma and curses on my father's mm-hmm. line, and he died before he mm-hmm. could deal with it, it transferred. Right. And oh yeah, I mean you can see energy it. transfers, you know, either way. So you know you could have taken on your father's problems and your mother's problems. It's not like you just take on one. You could have. Uh, things on your father's side and your mother's side and your sibling's side. We have more than one problem in our life. And so you could have taken on different things from different uh, people in, within your family. But I would look at and see uh, if there's, you know, any patterns of things that you're experiencing that your ancestors experienced. And if you find something, then, you know, do a release for that and say, uh, you know, I now understand that this, problem I'm experiencing is really not my problem it's really your problem mom because now I can see that you're the one who had all these problems and you know I give this back to you now and I no longer will carry these problems with me now I'm going to live my life to my fullest and best possible way and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to do all these great things right and so it's a matter of figuring out where that puzzle piece belongs 
and then figuring out a way to release it and give it back so that you no longer have to carry that puzzle piece. You gave that puzzle piece back to that person where you took on that that event from. But what if there's contracts, like irrevocable contracts, that just have to be played out to the bitter end and they can't be broken? Right. So, so, right. So there is, you know, the question always arises, how much is predetermined in our life and how much is our free will? Um, I think that everything can, I think that everything can be healed. Uh, I'm very optimistic that way, that if we can figure out where it's coming from, then we can also heal it. Because if we weren't supposed to be able to heal it, we wouldn't even have the ability to figure out where it came from. And so it couldn't be healed. But if we can see it and where it's coming from, we can heal it. It's like if you're bleeding and you, you fell down and you're bleeding, well, you're going to keep bleeding, let's say, you know, until you figure out, oh, it's my knee that's bleeding. Okay, now I know where it's coming from. Let me wash it off and put a Band-Aid on. And now you're healing that. But if you can't see where you're bleeding, you just keep bleeding and bleeding. I don't know where it's coming from. So it's the same thing with anything that we carry. It's like once we can see it, then we can heal it. And so I have a, I'm very optimistic that way. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to see it. I used to be optimistic. <laughs> it's gone so <laughs> long, you know. It's, okay, well, thank you for your time. I appreciate your help. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, and um, keep it up. We will always be eternally optimistic. All right. Well, Dr. Lottie, thank you so much for your time today and for the work that you do. For those who would love to book a session with Dr. Lottie, we invite you to check out the special offer that is available for you. Again, it's right here on this webpage. And also check out the course. I will be there with you, and it's going to be informative and incredibly healing all across the lineages. Again, this is work for the world. It is work for yourself, and it is an incredible gift for not only the world, but also your family lineage along with yourself. So, Dr. Lottie, as we wrap up our session today, I wanted to just give you a moment to close and share any final thoughts that you'd like to offer. Uh, so, yeah, everybody, I, you know, everybody that came to listen today, there is a reason why you were drawn to this. Um, I think mm-hmm. you're giving yourself an opportunity to heal your own life. Uh, to heal your ancestral lineage and to heal uh, your offspring and, and those that come after you because that's it's a big uh, and important task that the fact that you're just here listening and um, never forget how you know divine you are you know we we are all one together on this earth and everything is divine and never forget that you are so divine. Beautiful. Again, we invite you to listen to our first conversation with Dr. Lottie. Again, it's on the um, website here at AcousticHealth.com. 
very informative, just an incredible story of her own listening to the call of her heart and her own ability to truly change her life. And if you think that you can be uh, benefited by working with Dr. Lottie, again, she has made herself available to our beautiful audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Lottie Valentine. This has been very special. Thank you. Thank you, Lorraine. <laughs> thank you. And we'll see you on our Mastery Empowerment course. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for your love and your light and for being in this collective heart with us. We always feel inspired and so precious in this time together with you. We are dancing our way to the cosmic heart now, enjoying a beautiful, easygoing tabla hang drum. for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com I'm Loren Gailey and from my sacred heart to yours I honor your magnificent love and light We leave you now with music from the universe Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned 
to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.